have a combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. The Brad and Brit cast is underway. Our first one for this week. Let me adjust that. Thank you. Adjust it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have some. I, I think you're going to enjoy this. Um, I was reading a uh, piece this afternoon uh, about the campaign of Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. Okay. You know, you can't you can't know all the details of every local uh, race, even if it's got national implications to it. And uh, Jamie Harrison, let me read this. On the trail, he tries to speak above the partisan fray and present himself as the embodiment of the American dream. He references the popular segment cut by professional wrestler Dusty Rhodes about experiencing hard times. Hard times. Moments when those in power seem to be working in the interest of themselves while ignoring the pain of others. He's referring at that point, of course, to Ric Flair who did everything he could to destroy the life in the mid-'80s. Of Dusty Rhodes? Of, of Dusty Rhodes. He did, yeah, that's right. So I, I, I looked at the clip, and... So uh, you it, saw the Hard Times promo? Yeah. That's yeah. One, that is considered the stairway to heaven of wrestling promos. I mean, it's just like, it's the greatest thing. Right. Now, uh, uh, aside from that, does the fact that Jamie Harrison, that, that he's smart enough to reference that in South Carolina... It doesn't hurt. Against Lindsey Graham. Doesn't hurt. I, I'm i I'm not a genius. I'm not a political genius, but that feels like political genius to me. Sounds like it appears to be. What do you think? It's, it's right there. I mean, it's like it's better than referencing Strom Thurmond. It's better than referencing Steve Spurrier. Right. Uh, yeah. You're, uh, the, the, dusty, the, the Hard Times promo is one of the greatest things of all time. And it was after Ric Flair had broken Dusty Rhodes' arm. And it was when America was going through a tough time in the early 80s. And the Russians were a big deal. And, and you, you've heard it. I'll, I'll go ahead and post uh, a link uh, to it. Auto workers are being laid off. Some, a computer took your job, daddy. And it's, right. it, it's any, anybody that's known. I mean, I, I think there's a generation of people that it's lost to. But it's also lived on. It's gotten another life on YouTube, as so many things have. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's very smart of him. You know, culturally, wrestling used to be a big deal, at least in South Carolina. It's not as much anymore. But, yeah, I think that's pretty cool that he did that. Well, but it, it, it doesn't have to be what it was, because think of who that's speaking to. Old think people of, like me. Well, <laughs> and, 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 and you're an old white guy, aren't you? I am. <laughs> and, and just because you're a, 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 a demographic outlier you're a traitor to your right your demographics you're really you're, you're you're a white guy 50 uh and you, not a jew that's and, right and uh you should be voting republican forever right that's I, allegedly that's, that's true yeah I, I i break all the stereotypes that's exactly right but if i can get through to you by by speaking wrestling the kind of wrestling that you cared about the kind of wrestling that when wrestling was wrestling and it was great Mm-hmm. So okay, I, I think we made the point. We can we can move on to anything else. Any, anybody around my age would know what that promo was, and they would yeah. know what that's all about. Absolutely, a hundred percent. So yeah, God God bless him if it's him, if it's somebody in his office, whoever's feeding that shit to him. That's exactly what he should be doing. That, that that's beyond brilliant, really. Right, 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 right. Okay, uh, so um, we're we're seeing more. Fourth and long, Hail Mary pass is being thrown by Trump 
than uh, we've ever seen near the end of a campaign and any time. And uh, I don't know if you saw the the piece. It's uh, by Ben Smith of the New York Times. It's a complete dissertation on how the whole Hunter Biden story was planned. I did see it. Yeah, I did read it. it was amazing. They tried yeah. to feed it to the Wall Street Journal. And the Wall Street Journal was like, no. And then there was right. it's pretty amazing. Right. But it's very important to to uh, try to picture four people at the White House plotting it out together, including Michael Bender, who is the yeah. best Washington reporter of the Wall Street Journal being there. And they thought that they could just concoct this bullshit, right. hand it to him, and the, the Wall Street Journal would give this a veneer of legitimacy because right. it's still considered to be a legitimate newspaper outside of the editorial pages. And it is. Mm. And and unfortunately, they miscalculated because since it is still a legitimate newspaper, they started to look at it and said, mm, I don't think so. I, I don't I don't know. No, we're not going to go with this. There's not enough there. And so next thing you know, it ends up in the New York Post. Big where, time. Where their standards are. We have no standards. We don't give a shit. We're in there. We're we're we're, Mur- we're Rupert Murdoch's um, albino big. baby. Okay? That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we're we're just over here, and 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 we'll do anything. All the news that shit to print. Right. It gets into the system, and then uh, you know by by last week, the Wall Street Journal came and put out a statement. They they published it saying there's really nothing yeah. there. There. We saw it. We looked at it. Nothing. Right. And. Uh, in the process, Trump particularly would look at Fox News and uh, any other right-wing blogs and other crap that he gets fed and think that it was a story mm-hmm. when it wasn't a story. So he would talk about it at the rallies. He talked about it at the debate. He As if everybody should know about it. He references as though it was like everybody should know what he's talking about. When he talks about the big guy and all this other shit. Yeah. Yeah, inside baseball code yeah. that, that no one was paying attention to. Right. And you combine that with the fact that Twitter and Facebook said, mm, we don't think that this should go out. It, it falls under the uh, aegis of we're either going to uh, ban it completely or we're going to put a big fat label on it. And that turned into a thing that uh, Facebook and other social media giants are censors and acting as publishers. So now we have to take away all of the exemptions they've ever had against getting sued for things that they put up there, when the fact is they're doing exactly 100% of what they're supposed to be doing right now. And the mainstream media organizations like the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and the Washington Post are doing exactly what, had they done it four years ago, we wouldn't be talking about this because Hillary Clinton would have been elected president because, remember, the New York Times apologized later on. They did. They they apologized for running basically unfettered access to the bullshit that was coming courtesy of the Trump campaign and the Russians and WikiLeaks and James Comey. And, well, if he says it, we have to put it out there because it exists. And this time... They've smartened up. Yeah. And God bless them. And if Trump loses next week and Joe Biden wins, it will be largely, I think, the result of the fourth estate 
or as Donald Trump calls it, the enemy of the people, deciding to stand up for the people right. and not be distributors of lies, intentional, false slurs right. about Joe Biden. Hunter Biden, I don't give a shit. Hunter Biden can go to prison forever. It wouldn't bother me in the least. But again, um, you don't even start down that road because they've proven, they've proven nothing against Hunter Biden. That's right. There's that's been no right. proof of anything against... They, I don't right. even know if they've really... I think he's admitted to using cocaine right. and being on drugs, but I, I don't think in terms of doing anything inappropriate and right. using influence peddling or any of that stuff, there's been no serious allegation of that. Right. Despite so, the fact that the president has people chanting, lock him up at the rallies time and time and time again. Uh, He's such a broken record on this yeah, shit. Yeah. It's so it's so amazing. Get, come up with some new material, something. Right, right. right. <laughs> Anything. Right. So uh, uh, we're we're a week out, eight days. And um, you never want to say never because you have to be paranoid and you have to worry that it's going to repeat itself. Obviously, you have to do that. But. I don't think there are any other October surprises in the bank because they thought this was the one. They mm -hmm. thought this was it. Um, well, this the name of the piece is like the return of the media gatekeepers, I think is what he called it. Right. And they tried they tried very to, to go through. This is how they used to do it, even back in the Steve Bannon days, is they would go to a legitimate news source, pedal the shit, lay it all out, and it would eventually get published. And they tried to do that here. Then Rudolph Giuliani just burst through the door and said, oh, no, the fuck this, and I'll just get it in the New York Post. And then they had this other, that Bulkowski or whatever this guy's name was, who was Hunter Biden's ex-partner. He decided, they decided that he can't wait for the Wall Street Journal to take their sweet time fact-checking right. this. So he's got to put a statement out and tweet right. about it, a bunch of shit. They've really outdone themselves. They've really undercut themselves in the way that they're, they're doing this and the way they used to do it. Well, isn't that the definition of uh, too smart by half? I think so. Uh, and and uh, Trump, again, he's living in the past. And I'm not talking about Dusty Roads and the American Dream 1985 uh, uh, rant past. Yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about he thinks that everything, everything that serendipitously, serendipi serendipitously happened, in in 2016 was is going to happen again he just has to put all the breadcrumbs out there everything's going to fall his way he is going to draw the inside straight he is going to pull out the states in the midwest they're all going to fall his way again and you know that's true because at every rally he reminisces he talks about that beautiful night and uh, the only thing more dreadful than hearing him recite the same thing over and over again, as if that's the greatest night in American history, push aside July 4th, 1776. Yeah, push, fuck, push, fuck that. Push aside all those days. This is the great November 8th, 2016. Uh, boy, we all remember where we were. Yeah. And he's, he's obsessed with that. And the only thing sadder than him doing that is that there are people who will risk life, limb, the health of themselves and their family to stand there without a mask on and pick up the coronavirus to hear this. And you can't understand it, and I can't understand it. Okay, no. And it's not about, um, well, uh, they're uh, economically deprived, and they feel that uh, no. because of immigration, 
Uh, things are not fair. And Donald Trump has been uh, uh, the great equalizer. He's been their champion. Right. And so they're coming out to see their hero. And Well, no, it's it's a lot of fucking racism to begin with. Well, and also and the, we can go from there. The, the guy he's supposedly been the champion of, he's been kicking the shit out of his supporters with his policies right. for about three and a half years now. If you right. haven't figured that out. I'm right. sorry, I can't help you. You're voting against your own economic interest. Just start right. with that in 2020. That's all you got to know, right there. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've read a, a couple of pieces in addition to the uh, complete failure of the Wisconsin miracle, the Foxconn factory. Remember, right after Trump got elected and was inaugurated, this happened, I believe, in February of 2017. Right. That's when he flew to Indiana. And he went to that carrier air conditioning and heating plant where they were about to move a bunch of jobs to Mexico. And this three-minute video got out of the uh, plant and the workers being uh, told by the the union head or, or the head of the plant that, that we're sorry, things are just going to – there's nothing we can do about it. Right. And, and that turned into this thing. Trump flies out there and announces, this Saves is not going to have, I'm going to save the job. Save not going to Mexico. Well, here's the follow-up on it. You ready? The workers got fucked. There are so many more workers that lost their jobs. Of course And that did. company got spun off, and it, it's nothing. And the fact is, it's another Donald Trump flies in, makes a broad, tremendous announcement of superiority and grandiosity, and gets the photo up, flies off. There's no follow-up. There's no teeth behind his professed strength to do anything. And you have all these, you know, you, you need an updated Dusty Rhodes rant is what you really need against Donald Trump. I wish you could get it. Hard times when some fat ass flies in from Washington and says he's going to keep your job and it don't, yeah. daddy. That's, that's hard times. That's what it is. Hard that's times is. is when you got a you got a disease that's gonna kill you, and he says "fuck you" and still says spreading it all over the United States. That's hard times, Daddy. Yeah. Now, all the the super spreader you, world tour comes to Greensboro tomorrow, Brad. Mike Prince is bring, Mike Pence is bringing his super spreader world tour to the Piedmont Triad International Airport. Twelve thirty p.m. for a rally. Even though he's been exposed to people within his inner circle who have tested positive, he's decided not to quarantine because, by God, we got an election to win. Brad, Mike Pence is coming to North Carolina, and he's going to try to make everybody as sick as he possibly can. It, it, it's bad enough that you would uh, take time off from work, yeah, to go see Trump. Can you imagine trying to explain how you were going to go see Mike Pence, Mister Excitement? Did Did you see? him in Kinston on Sunday. Did I didn't see, see that. I didn't see the footage. No. Right, so here's the thing. The, the, the story gets out Sunday morning uh, against the best efforts of the white house to completely Watergate it and squash it. They didn't want anybody to That's know that, that another five people had contracted the virus within the administration, very close to the president. And again, thank God for the media. Thank God for the press. Oh, right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Sud- suddenly, uh, medical privacy is a thing when it comes to <laughs> What's wrong the, the with people. these guys. And, and they, they do it seriously. Anyway, so the story is out there all day. And clearly, Mike Pence should be quarantining because he's around people. Yeah, who, been exposed. Who, who, have, who have tested positive and he's That's been right. near them. And any responsible person right now would 
be quarantining themselves. So how do they justify Mike Pence still flying around? They lie. They absolutely lie. And they say that they've gotten permission from the uh, White House Medical Office and they're abiding by CDC rules and regulations. No, they're not. The the CDC did not put out some kind of special dispensation for, well, if you're the president or the vice president and uh, you're either uh, clearly experiencing the coronavirus or you've been exposed like any other person who would otherwise have to quarantine themselves, you don't have to because the CDC says so. They didn't say that. They made that up. So it's pouring down rain on Sunday. Pence flies in to to Kinston. And so was the rally at the airport in Kinston? Yeah. That's where I, I struck Bill Clinton's is, hand. Is there, there anything else in Kinston? Isn't that no, the whole thing? No, no. That, 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 that show with that Southern woman on the PBS, she's got a restaurant there. They've got all kinds of stuff. No, Paul that's where, No, no, not her. It's Vivian something or other. That woman who used to live. No, Vivian I shook. Vance. I shook. Uh, it's Vivian Vance. <laughs> that's exactly right. I shook Bill Clinton's hand at that airport in 1992. About a week before the election. Yeah. Right. So, so the plane pulls up. It's yeah. pouring down. It's just gray as anything. It's just right. Gonna, and, and you can't in your wildest dreams imagine someone blowing their, their Sunday afternoon to go see Mike Pence in Kinston. Well, as you point out, there's nothing else to do in Kinston. So, yeah, in Lenore County. And he comes down the steps and charges, runs over to the podium. It's hilarious. It's funny. Um and I'm sorry, but, but J.V. Hitler is having a hard time these days. He's just having a real, real tough time. Yeah. And, and the Lord didn't even give him good weather for the Kinston thing. He, Jesus did not have the clouds part for him when he came to town in Kinston. Right. These are hard times. Again, the, the hard times theme keeps coming up throughout this entire Brad and Brit cast. But that's, it's hard times for Mike Pence right now. Hopefully, I, and, you know, we, we joke about it, but hopefully he won't get anybody sick over the next week as he tries to save this campaign because he knows his life is over, too. His life is over in eight days. So he's got to continue. He's got to try to do something to do anything to save himself uh, uh-huh. over the next eight days. Right. Yeah. And um, to be uh personally associated with uh, something that's happening right now which i've said more than once over four years i'm willing to give up every dollar that i've ever made god bless in the stock you. market during donald trump's reign I'm willing, bless to, you. I'm willing to i i looked and i saw what i what i had four years ago and you know, i said you know i'm more than happy to go all the way back to that yeah whatever whether whether it's 20 percent since trump whatever it is i'll do it to, to and uh, at least today, my prayers are being answered because finally it's all coming together. No agreement for uh, uh, spending to stimulate yeah. the economy right now. Uh, the coronavirus numbers are going against the uh, the country and families and Americans in general. And uh, yes, Donald Trump, uh, we're not rounding any corners. No. Um, there's and, not a light at the end of the tunnel. None of that shit's happening. We're not going to have that. We're not going to have that vaccine by the election day. I know. Right. I know some of you were surprised, right? And so I, I'm I'm willing to to take a, a ten or fifteen percent haircut uh, in in the stock market this week only. This week only. This week only. I, I, I want I want it to go down this week. So the Trump can then complain that that's on purpose too. That that was a plot against him. In in addition 
to uh, everything else that 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 stacked up against him. So unfairly. because this was his claim over the weekend is that you will not be hearing about COVID on November the fourth. Right, COVID, COVID, it's a, COVID. They're COVID. just doing this, to, and apparently the Democrats have murdered two hundred twenty thousand people to make right. him look bad. Well, it's 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 I mean, not just that. But but when uh, the the clip that seems to have uh, stuck out is where he says there could be a plane crash with five hundred people dead, <laughs> and, and you wouldn't hear about that. it because they have to report COVID, 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 and it's it's so sick. It it's is so demented. Um, Even George W. Bush back in 2004 in the throes of, you know, a plane could crash with 500 people aboard. All they'd be talking about is Iraq, 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 Iraq. Even he didn't say that, you know? Nobody's ever said this. This is so stupid. It's so historic. Even even George W. Bush, as much as I didn't like him, as much as cynical as I was about him in 2004 and shit when he was running for election, he had to stand up there and take the hits about how he mismanaged the war. And he did to a great extent. And, and the American people said, fuck it, we're, we want another four years out of him instead of John Kerry. It's fine. Right. And this now, guy, this guy's like, oh, they just keep talking about this COVID thing to make me look bad. That That's what that's literally what he thinks. That takes it's all about me and selfishness and it does. narcissism to, again, um, levels that we just could never have anticipated, because now that. The uh, number of uh, dead Americans is equal to World War One, Korea, and Vietnam put together. Uh, and Donald Trump isn't asked every day, every time he's standing under an umbrella with a helicopter in the background, uh, aren't you responsible in part for many of those deaths? He should be asked that all the time, just the way Bush was was uh, exactly about the war exactly and the way anybody should be uh, uh, asked constantly when when more than 220,000 people are dead on their watch and uh, you're, you're forced to either vote for I guess science or fantasy is that what's on the ballot science or fantasy yeah that's kind of it that's, I, I don't I don't even know and I, I I haven't heard Mike Pence say this or anybody say this but I, I guess the reason that this virus is still killing America is we're not praying hard enough somebody somebody needs to literally I'm sure that there are preachers saying that but it's not made its way into the lexicon of a Mike Pence or a Donald Trump so maybe that's what the deal is at this point I I don't know I want to go back to the stimulus checks and the new round of stimulus and the lack thereof don't you feel it has literally come down to Mitch McConnell? saying the money's not going to help us with our reelection. We're, we're screwed anyway. We cannot save any Senate seats. We cannot save anything. So we're not going to give people the money. Don't you believe that that is the calculus? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's and, it. And uh, I think what you're, what you're hearing is that as soon as the election is over, there will be a deal very, very quickly because right after the election, is the safest time for anything to be done politically in the United States Congress because it's the most distance to the next election That's that right. you ever are. That's okay? right. Okay. You're 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 a full two years away from yeah. just the midterm election. You're less accountable the day after the election than you are at any time. <laughs> That's right. right. But but meanwhile, you know, businesses are closing, Christmases are coming. And the the goose ain't getting fat. The goose is is skinny, and um, I'm not quite sure that uh, we don't see disastrous economic numbers 
over the next few months because uh, a lot of the spending that was done in the spring and into the early summer was the result of the initial rounds of help Absolutely. from the federal government. And it's it's not there right now for, for a lot of people. Which means that people, think, being evic- that people are being evicted from their apartments, their, their mortgages are going into foreclosure. All of that shit's happening across America because Mitch McConnell made the, the choice that eh, it's not going to help us out. That's what's happening right now. Well, it isn't even just it's not going to help us out. They, they are shifting ever so slowly, actually pretty quickly, back into what they would consider to be traditional republicanism is if that can exist while Trump is president. It's over. Uh, we can't spend that much money. It's too much debt. It's uh, over. We don't we don't want to lay this on our grandchildren. You know, they're back to those old arguments. Meantime, um, we can look at the history and realize that even coming out of the uh, 2008, 2009, deep, deep recession, greatest one since the Great Depression. Right. When they spent, I believe it was $900 billion as the rescue package, there were a lot of folks uh, on the more liberal side who said it was not enough. It, it was wasn't skinny. Big Absolutely. Enough. Absolutely. And I think they were proven right. Absolutely. And anybody who wants to complain and bitch that the recovery was too long and too slow. Right. Um, well, that might be the reason. If they would have spent two trillion or three trillion instead of nine hundred billion back then, it might have been faster. You know, it it turned out in general that okay, maybe a long, slow recovery is better anyway than just bouncing back instantly because then you set yourself up for inflation and things of that sort. But this is a different animal completely. This really demands a lot of money injected really quickly to cause a quick bounce back of which Trump lies and brags that we've already had one and we're in the middle of the greatest recovery ever because when you lose 23 million jobs and you gain back 11 in three months, he claims that the 11 is the greatest job creation three months back to back to back ever. So I'm the greatest president ever reelect me. And people are smarter than that. I think the whole two Americas idea, which has gone, you know, go back to Huey Long or, or go through John Edwards. John Edwards, It's yeah. been used over and over again. Now, I think the two Americas are the America you live in and, and I live in. Uh, we have jobs. We have income. We have portfolios. We're doing fine. And the tens of millions of people who are experiencing a Great Depression. We have a Great Depression America, and we have a non-Great Depression America. And since a lot of us don't live in it, particularly the members of the U.S. Congress, holy Toledo, you talk about not ever getting out there. Do they not ever drive by a shopping center? Do they not ever drive by a strip? center on a street where I don't think they do all, all these restaurants are closed where all these stores have gone out of business do they not know that that's what America is experiencing that it is not where the Dow Jones industrial average closes on a daily basis that is not going to decide the future not only for the country but it's going to decide the future for them at the uh, in the election that's going on now that finishes up next week they're going to get kicked out. A lot of them are. They're going to be a lot of surprises. Next. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. 
results. I certainly hope so. Uh, but I mean, you just think about the cynical nature. If you're if you're a Mitch McConnell and you go fuck them, I don't care about the people because that's not going to help save any of our asses. And you're a, a Tom Tillis and you're in North Carolina and you're getting your butt kicked and you're having a real struggle, even as you try to smear all kinds of stuff against Cal Cunningham. Aren't you begging Mitch McConnell, please pass something so I could at least go to the people and say, Donald Trump did this and I helped get you this money in your pocket. Aren't you trying to do that? Hey, uh, uh, can I do an imitation? <laughs> yeah, and, go for it. And, 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 and I'm, I'm going to describe this for our podcast listeners. I've got my two hands around a glass of water and I'm slowly bringing yeah. it to my uh, Who is that? Who was that? But don't you think the Tillis campaign is begging Mitch McConnell to do something so that they can at least go and try to save his ass? Oh, and I thought of the campaign slogan. Cal Cunningham may have slept with someone, but Tom Tillis has fucked millions of North Carolinians. How do you like That'll that? Work. I think is that good on a T-shirt? You think if, why don't you go ahead, when you're going and passing out your literature at the polls, why don't you go ahead and print some of that out and pass it out to some folks? I have a new slogan for Fox News. It's, we repeat, you decide. <laughs> what, do you think? What, what do they repeat? They just repeat what, the same what, shit? They, what, yeah. Over and over again? Right. 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 Are they are they still are they going hard at all with the Hunter Biden thing on Fox News? I don't even know. I'm sure at night they are do. Are you crazy? I'm of sure course. at night they do, but I don't know during the daytime if they're but like, oh, no, no, we yeah. can't source it. Yes, they do. Yes, um, they do. They run, you know, they they run all the Trump rallies, whether there's two or three a day, but they cut out from them. They don't run all the way through. Here's the FoxNews.com website. The number one story is election experts weigh in. Early, early voting surge as several states here hit more than 60% of 2016 turnout. That's their top story, Brad. Well, okay. At least it's not Hunter Biden. <laughs> how, far, how far down do you have to go to get to the Hunter Biden shit? Uh, let me see. It's, it's, it's a ways down, actually. They're, they're, again, they're trying to play good cop, bad cop on this show. Well, but, you know, it also could be capitulation. It also could be we give up. We gave it our best shot. It's not going anywhere. We can only look stupid um, for so long. Um, Mark Meadows, the former congressman from Western North Carolina and the current chief of staff. Yeah. Putting out the message that I believe the quote was, we're not going to control this pandemic. Right. He was being questioned. I guess it was by Chris Wallace. And he was like, well, why don't we, why don't you no, guys it was, do uh, it? was Jake Tapper. Oh, I was Jake Tapper. And he said, like, well, why don't you wear the masks and stuff? And when they go to the route, why don't you even try to have any semblance of trying to control this thing? And he goes, well, we're not going to control this pandemic, which well, means but, it's but, like, it's capitulation. They've, they've thrown up the, the, the white flag on this thing. Fuck it. We don't care. We can't do anything about it. Right. It's, it's way worse and should be way worse than the uh, Joe Biden oil industry gaffe, which they they think that's going to win Pennsylvania for them. They've decided they're going all in on that. This is Joe Biden saying we're moving away from fossil fuels, which has been our policy for many, many years. I know, but he didn't say it that artfully. He said, I'm going to end the uh, oil. You know, you you know what the deal is. Don't try to to explain the the reality of it. It's the perception of it. Of course. The perception is. Now, the perception with Mark Meadows and again, that isolated clip, we're not going to be able, we're not going to stop the coronavirus. You know, he did say right after that, oh, we're going to try to do this, 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 this. But it was really stupid for him to say that. And what's fair for the goose is, is good for the gander. So he's paying heavy and the president is paying heavy for that comment. But the fact is, there's a lot more to that mm-hmm. than than Biden's comment. And here's why. Because. What's really going on in Meadows' mind, I think, 
is that he's all in with the boss and with the uh, most important doctor in America regarding the coronavirus, Dr. Scott Atlas, the radiologist. And Dr. Scott Atlas is a signator to the great Barrington declaration of uh, fuck it, let's get herd immunity, let's let everybody get it. And so if, you, if you're in a room or if you're part of that milieu for enough weeks and months where they're discussing among themselves, well, we can't really stop the coronavirus. And this theory says that if we can just get you know, uh, uh, 60, 70 percent of people uh, infected and cured, then we have herd immunity. I think that's what was coming out through that one little line from Mark Meadows, that it was a it was a tacit endorsement of of herd immunity of we, wh- why try that hard? This is the way through. And of course, it's been completely discredited. Absolutely. No credible doctor. Right. No credible scientist. No credible epidemiologist thinks it's a really good idea. They tried it in Sweden and it failed. Absolutely. Sweden's economy has gone into the shitter worse than Norway and Finland and Denmark and the other northern European countries. Um, So there's I always like it when someone's actually tried these things and they've proven not to work. And to be fair. The closest thing we've had to single-payer Medicare for all medical coverage was tried in Vermont a few years ago, mm. and they they couldn't get it done. Now, my argument in saying that that doesn't prove it wouldn't work nationally and that we can't have Medicare for all and we can't have single-payer is that Vermont is, is too small. Possibly, yeah. It, it, there, there just aren't enough people there for that to be you – know, that's like a – that's like the city of Charlotte. There's more people in Charlotte than there are in Vermont, probably, right? right? So you can't really use that as a uh, as a uh, as something that's an example for the country. But six hundred twenty-three thousand people in the entire state of Vermont. Okay, so yeah, there, there's almost as many people in Guilford County, North Carolina. Exactly. Where yeah. we are Population that. of Charlotte is eight hundred seventy-two thousand. So yes, there's there's way more people in Charlotte than there are in the entire state of Vermont. Boy, it's really good when I pull something out of my ass like that that I'm proven true. Because well, thanks for the fact checkers for getting into that. It was good. Thank you. Meadows goes. Meadows went on to talk about the flu, though. You know, we can't we can't control the flu. Did we have a lot the, of things that we do to control the flu, Brad. But there's a but, lot of stuff we do, including a vaccine. <laughs> I saw, and I, I, I should have it in front. But apparently, the number of regular flu cases has dropped to, to almost zero this year. They're, they're shocked at how little regular like over flu a year to year comparison because we just yeah, have started really. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, but but normally there would be more by now. So I, mean, I took my shot. Did you get a shot? Yeah. Go get go get your vaccine. Yeah, I got it. For God's sakes, absolutely. Get the vaccine. That's exactly what you should do. Mm-hmm. So Mark Meadows is taking some heat over that particular statement that, that he made about uh, it did sound like capitulation. It did sound like they're giving it up, well, giving up, like just well, fuck it, it. And you guys it, quit talking it, about it. It's not just that. It's all timing. OK, um, they can't run away from this. Right. They cannot run away from this. And um Let's just say by chance that the whole thing about the oil industry works in Pennsylvania, 
there are enough people in Pennsylvania who buy into this. This is the uh, modern equivalent of the uh, subsidies for the corn farmers in Iowa. That used to always be the biggest deal in the primaries when people would run for president. They would all argue, and this is the most local issue ever. The rest of the country went to sleep every time this would come up. It was about subsidies for corn farmers for ethanol. Remember the famous that's, that's ethanol? Correct. Absolutely. Because they were trying to you know, get everybody to, to, to use ethanol. And uh, gasohol was the big, the big thing in the seventies. They wanted right, to use the right. gasohol and, and, and ethanol. Now, you know, you, you, just about all the gas that's sold is is ethanol, which is great because it fucks up your lawnmower. Can't do that, right? <laughs> um, so fracking in Pennsylvania, it may work. I don't know, but um, it also may not work. And no. the number of people bleeding from Trump's base who may have been out in the uh, the suburbs around Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. They may not buy the whole oil thing. They may not care about oil. It's like coming here in a certain period of time and talking about tobacco. Yeah, but and it's thinking, also... And thinking that everyone in, t- in North Carolina was, is a tobacco farm. It was dependent on t- tobacco. When I was born right. and raised in this state, the money that, that was made by my family didn't have... Well, it had something to do with tobacco, but no, we were not that invested in it. Fracking also, what it does is helps poison the water of a lot of people who are very poor. So that that's one thing that continues to happen right. throughout well, the fracking you, industry. And that you don't even talk about that. Right. Well, you're, it just, you're, it's so yeah. much money. It's you're so right. much you're, money into their pockets. It's you're, so you're talking about you're, you're disregarding the lying that's going to go on. Exactly. And trying to push this over the next few days, because we are talking just a matter of um, a few days. And, of course, Joe Biden. And I, I, I guess if these people are for for Donald Trump. They have been conditioned to think that if Donald Trump wants something just by tweeting about it or saying it, it automatically happens. Okay, so they may be don't want to do this, don't want to play deplorables or anything of that sort. Um, But people could be naive enough to think that Joe Biden saying at a debate that the long term goal is to get us off of fossil fuels when the fact of the matter is he doesn't control fracking on private property to begin with. And he could only talk about it in terms of what's on public lands, federal lands. And I don't think there's very much of that in Pennsylvania. So it's, it's one of those things. It wouldn't be true even if it was true. Right. But it doesn't matter because they've got an emotional issue. The Trump people to try to run on to the, the, uh, the the folks who may uh, specifically make their living from fracking on private land, which would not be vulnerable to Joe Biden waving a magic wand, right, and and uh, saying no more, no more fracking. So, but but let's just say it wins in Pennsylvania. Okay, right, they don't care about fracking in North Carolina. They don't care about it in Florida. They don't no. care about it in Georgia no. or Texas or all these other states. That have closed up, so that's that's not going to do it. It's it's just not going to do it. They don't care about fracking in Ohio or Michigan or Minnesota or Wisconsin. So, um, 
I want to yeah, highlight. I mean, I, I get it's 20 electoral votes in Pennsylvania. I get it's a big deal. But it's a big deal. And it's a state that would be very nice for, for Joe Biden to have. But it's it's not. There is a path to victory, obviously, without Pennsylvania. When, when, when I saw yesterday the Dallas Morning News, reputable news organization. Right. When their poll had Joe Biden ahead by three points in Texas. Well, I thought, I thought hey, hey uh, Don, you better uh, uh, organize a rally and bug tussle. And Bug uh, in, in uh, sagebrush blowing down the street, Texas, because uh, you may need to save Texas. But the and- New York, the New York Times is now highlighting a poll from New York Times and Siena College saying that Trump is up by four in Texas. And I don't think that that's the big story. But the headline is with weakness among Hispanic voters, Biden trails in Texas. Would you like to address that now? Because you stopped yourself from saying it just something about Hispanic supporting Donald Trump just the other day, Brad. Would you like to go ahead with that statement that you did not make on Thursday? Well, in Texas, it, it seems it's even more ridiculous. What the hell? What, is, that, what the hell? That, that you would be because, you know, that is the border. Yeah. Okay. The, the, like it, it, immigration across the border is not an issue in Florida. It doesn't happen there. I, um we don't have people swimming over from Cuba anymore. Exactly. That I know of. Um, right. Although, uh, what, what's his name? The, the guy who was on the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joshua Puig. Yeah, yeah. Who who'd he play for this year? Uh, who, the Reds, I think, is where he, I think he eventually he ended up with the Reds, Cincinnati. maybe. I think he swam over. Um, oh, God. We're going to get letters. Oh, we're going to be in. I certainly hope so. And tweets and all that other stuff. Right. Right. Uh, it's 47 to 43, Joe Biden. Of course, yeah. that might be within some sort of. Yeah. So that's, that's fine. Well, it but is, listen, you know, when you have conflicting is, polls, then you go, OK, it's a tie right now. And it's going to turn out to be it's all about getting the vote out and early voting may be the thing that pushes them over the top. And I think early, early voting is going to be well in favor of the Democrats. The findings in this poll, according to The New York Times, suggest Republicans face catastrophic risks down ballot. Listen to this. Mr. Biden leads Trump by five percentage points across the 12 predominantly suburban congressional districts that the Cook Political Report has rated as competitive, those districts voted for the president by eight points in 2016. Right. So that's a 13-point swing in favor right, of right. Joe Biden. I think what you just said there, or what they're saying, yeah. is that, yeah, at, at at this point, maybe Texas doesn't vote for a Democratic presidential candidate, but... You know, it's 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 getting way too close now for comfort. It is. It and is. The, the demographics are, are shifting remarkably year after year after year. Texas is getting younger. Mm-hmm. It's getting more liberal. It's, it's browner. getting more democratic and it's getting browner. And that's what the Trump base, in effect, is fighting against. They're fighting against a a tide and this wish to go back to leave it to beaver america oh yeah andy white, griffith show all that shit yeah white picket fence suburbs which don't exist it now. never did yeah it was never a thing and well it, it was then well it that, was they, then. that, that but, america that they thought existed never really but, existed but it didn't exist for them yeah and and this it, is the, it's never going to exist again and and you cannot stop this so that's why you gerrymander that's yeah. why you voter suppress suppress 
Okay. Oh, and by the way, in that's the next why few you days, do these things. They start. They do this every election. Start looking for those flyers to show up in the black neighborhood saying that if you have a warrant on you, you can't go vote. If you're behind on your power bill or your bills, you cannot go vote. You it's already go vote. been done. They're, I've already heard about. They're, it's gonna. They're gonna ramp it up big time over the next week, though. That's gonna be the, the huge deal because they always. This always happened in, in every election. Where, where are those stories? I haven't seen those stories. I don't know. I, I can't remember where I saw them, but they're, they're, believe me, they're 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 doing all kinds. I haven't. Of, yeah, I haven't seen that stuff. You've definitely seen. Seen the uh, 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 formal complaints about oh, I've seen that thuggy guys showing up at at early voting places trying to just intimidate people and showing mm-hmm. up uh, with with guns and with guns. Yeah. And I think you know. I think in most places you're not allowed to have a a weapon within X number of feet. That's correct of a of a polling place. So they probably stand one foot beyond the perimeter. Those districts that we were talking about, uh, those competitive districts that the Cook Political Report was trailing. Um, the New York Times says the Republicans face a combination of rapid demographic change and previously unthinkable Democratic gains among white college educated voters. This is huge. Mr. Trump leads Mr. Biden by just two points among white college graduates in those districts we just talked about. In 2016, it was Trump by 24. Yeah, I, I mean, a 22 I, point swing. Right. I, I don't think there are that many H- H- Hispanics to overcome things like that. And, and and certainly um, you're you're approaching losses in the House of Representatives by the Republicans where the the uh, 40 point, you know, the, the Democrats may outnumber them by 70 or 75. You know, they could come up with a veto override majority there. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, you need the, the, the Senate, too, and they're not going to get a. Uh, uh, a veto override majority in the in the Senate. Also, I mean, I get that, but there there's strength in numbers there, and um, it's. I mean, it it looks like we're moving towards uh, something kind of remarkable next week. But I think so. We we just don't know. I I I I really don't know, and and I'm not buying any champagne. No, I'm not buying any. You better buy some antacid. You better buy some Toms. Yeah. You're well, going to need that. Yeah, but you're going to need the uh, the long acting because it's not going <laughs> to be right. decided at 11 o'clock. Yeah, I really at night hope. Un- unless it is. And, uh, uh, I mean, you know, if, if North Carolina and Florida, the two first states yeah. of note to to probably have a, a, a huge majority of their votes counted, um, if, they're, if, it, if it looks overwhelming, and, you know, I guess that's where they start to – to use the key counties, you know, and the way you're talking about if those key counties in Texas around Houston and Dallas and all yeah, Harris County yeah, and, 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 and San Antonio all, all flip um, that giant, mostly Republican delegation in Texas suddenly becomes a, a blue delegation. The important thing about that is um, that, if that happens at the congressional level, it's bound to happen at the state level. That's right. The, the state legislature. And right now, the Republicans, excuse me, have a, a, I think, 26 to 24 advantage in the number of state legislatures that they control. So when Trump tries to cheat and tries to throw it into the House of Representatives. Yeah. OK. Um uh the congressional delegation at the the US house level if it if texas goes blue 
you know, more than half of the seats in the congressional delegation become Democratic, then that's going to prevent Trump from being able to cheat his way back in uh, by throwing it into the House of Representatives because each state gets just one vote. That's right. Okay. Which, uh, by the way, another horrible idea from the founding. You know, there are a lot of <laughs> bad things in the Constitution. But, but Jesus gave them that idea, Brad. Yeah. Jesus told them only one vote per. <laughs> what, what the hell? Yeah. 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 So I, I, I think we've we've done. We've exhausted everything we can. I know that you want to go ahead and make your preparations so you can get ready for the Mike Pence rally tomorrow. <laughs> and I believe Karen is going to be somewhere. I love the fact that they're just sitting out like anybody who's associated with it, like Laura Trump, Tiffany Trump, Shlomo Trump. Well, you know, by the way, you know what I've noticed? It, it is amazing when Trump flies around, you know, the uh, five states that he goes to Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, who's in Ohio. Yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan. Yeah. Um, you hardly ever see an elected Republican member of the no. U.S. Senate. No. You never see a Republican governor even. No. Where's Where's Ron DeSantis every time he's in Florida? Never I don't see him. He's busy. Him? He's very busy. Busy yeah. man. He doesn't have right. time. Where, where's uh, Where's Tom Tillis every time Trump comes into North Carolina? Don't see him. Do you? No, not there. Wonder Not why there. that is. What could what could that be? I don't know. I think he's, what, again, what he's, could that be? Well, he's got he's had the COVID, so he doesn't want to expose the president. <laughs> That's they both had it. They they have double immunity, which was a great movie with Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray. You should go watch it now. You see, that wasn't the actual name of the movie. It's called Double Indemnity. It was about an insurance policy. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> go work on your classic Model A. Shut up. Brad and Brit.com.